You're listening to the Mental Muscle Podcast. Quick nuggets of wisdom to develop consistency in your happiness, achievement, and quality of life. Your thoughts need surgery and I've got the scalpel. Who am I? Ryan Howard. Life coach, athlete, IO psychologist, and lover of people. Hey, let's do this, y'all. Treat self-worth as if it is a commodity that is to be purchased at the store, as if it is an item that we can buy in the marketplace as we're walking in the stands in the street and we say to the seller, what do I need to give you in order to purchase, in order to acquire this self-worth? How much does it cost? Do do I need to show you my credit score or perhaps my bank account? Do I need to show you how many followers on my Instagram or the chiseled notches on my body that I call muscles? What is it that I need to give you? Perhaps I need to show you my actions. What must I do to acquire this? Maybe I should show you my to-do list and all of the things I have completed today to show you that I am worthy of this beautiful metaphorical diamond of self-worth? Do we see the ignoramus nature of this? Do we see how crazy it is when we align this imagery with the way that we think and feel on a daily basis in relation to our own worthiness? We walk around as if we're a poor person saying, hey, please, can you give me some spare change? But instead of change, what we request is for someone to say that I love, that they love me, that I am enough, that I am worthy, that I am capable. I need them to say that. But why is it that I need someone or something outside of me to confirm the truth that already exists within my spirit and soul? That I am not just enough, I am not just great, but I am worthy of everything that I seek in my life. That it is not a question of whether I'm good enough, but it is simply a question of do I want it enough and can I release the resistance and tension around my desires to allow them to flow into my life. You see, when we come to understand the fact that worthiness is the seed of our power, that when we look at the science, the research of Brene Brown and the work she did on vulnerability, when she did these longitudinal studies of people, all of all generations, of genders, of every single walk of life you can imagine, when she looked at them longitudinally, she saw something powerful, that the greatest determinant factor between those who achieved and acquired the things they wanted in their careers and their relationships and their health and what have you. The difference between them and those who did not was an inherent sense of worthiness. That was the greatest correlation that separated those two populations. And so what we have to observe from that, from that research, from that truth is, which population am I in? Am I seeing myself as worthy or am I seeing myself as unworthy? And how is that belief manifesting in the reality that I call my life? When I stop and look at that, it allows me to change my mindset, to change my state of being. 
And when I change my state of being, it allows me to become a vessel from which new possibilities can come into my life. It stops me from being a replica of my past. I'm no longer the past me in a new mindset because in a new mindset, I experience new thoughts and new emotions. And if my thoughts and emotions have changed, I have essentially evolved in the state, in the space of my personality. I have a new personality in that moment. When my mindset changes, I'm no longer shackled by the past me or the outcomes of the past me. I am a new thing. I am a new thing from which new things can be manifest. And that is ultimately what I want my future to be. Because my future is not to be that same old past. It's not meant to be an ancient replica of that which I've already experienced. No, it's meant to be a new thing, a new mansion, a new creation. Because what point is it to be a painter and continuously make the same piece of art? That last one, my past, you know what? I don't even need to bring negativity to it. I don't need to judge it. My past was necessary for me to be here now. I don't need to call it an ugly painting, but what I can say is my new painting, my new painting that I'm designing now on this new canvas, that I am painting with the skills that I gained when I was painting the old one. Now I can take those skills and those experiences and that new knowledge and I can bring it onto this new canvas and truly create my masterpiece. That is a representation of future that is a creation instead of a future that is a replica. And so before we go in this time, I want us to stop and think about this beautiful story of a poor man who buys his daughter a necklace. There was a poor man who lived in a really rough side of town. He barely was able to make the bills. He was barely able to cover them with the three jobs that he slaved away at. But ultimately, he was able to create a good life for his daughter, whom he loved dearly. And one day his daughter came back from school. She was only in the fifth grade. And she said to him, hey dad, hey daddy, I really want to have a necklace. I was in school and I noticed there were so many girls that had such pretty jewelry, jewelry around their necks. And you know, I don't need the craziest thing, but daddy, I really, really would like a necklace. I would really like that. Can you make that happen for me? And her dad sighed and he looked at the ground and he said, baby, okay, okay, baby, I'm gonna give you a necklace, but you know what? Can you just give me some time? Just allow me a few weeks to acquire this necklace for you. And she said, okay, daddy, thank you, I love you. And three weeks later, when she came home, her dad was there and in his hands was this box. It was a pretty box with a pretty bow with pretty colors. And it was something that excited her because she immediately knew what was inside the box before she opened it. And he handed it to her and he said, honey, I love you. Open it. And as she opened it, she saw that it was in fact a necklace, but no, it didn't look like the necklaces of the girls in her, in her school. It didn't look the same. It didn't have the same metal. It looked a, a little bit older. It looked a little bit different in its design. Perhaps it was more of a vintage design. And so she loved it, but she said, Daddy, it, it is a little bit old. This isn't exactly the type of necklace I was looking for. And so he said, okay. I'll tell you this, my love, 
We're going to get you the necklace you desire. We're going to find the exact necklace, but first, we're going to go around and try to sell this one. When we sell this, we'll be able to get the money necessary for the necklace you're desiring. And so they did that. They started off with going to a pawn shop and they went to the pawn shop and the pawn person looked at the necklace and they said, to be honest with you, this really isn't worth anything. This is at best a, a hunk of junk and so I'm sorry, no disrespect, but I'll give you $20 for this necklace. And so the daughter looked at the dad and he said, okay, no thank you, let's go on somewhere else. And so they went to another pawn shop and asked that pawn owner, how much can you give us for this necklace? And the pawn owner said, oh, I'm sorry, I, I really don't see much in this. I mean, I do notice that this diet, that this, this, this piece in the middle, this stone in the middle could have some value. So you know what? I'll give you $100 for the necklace. I'll give you $100 and you can be on your way. And the daughter looked at the dad happy because this was more than the other person offered them. But the dad said, um, no, thank you. We'll keep going. And so the next time the dad went to a fair, this was a fair that not only had an auction, but it also had people appraising jewelry from all times and, and locations of the world. They were there and they were appraising all of these different types of jewelry. And so the dad and daughter went there to this fair, to this convention. And he showed the necklace to the person who was appraising the different jewelry. And the person looked at the necklace and said, oh my God, where did you find this? Where, wh where did you find this? And, and they were like, what do you mean? And they said, this necklace that you're holding is literally from the Holocaust. I can trace it back and see that it was from this particular time. It was made with this particular metal that was only used during that period. And so this necklace that you have is actually a representation. It is a beautiful piece of history that has come from the Holocaust. There's so much history in this, and so you know what? We want to offer you $100,000 for this necklace. And the daughter was shocked. She was happy. She didn't even barely understand how much $100,000 was, but she was amazed. And the father simply looked at, at his daughter, and he said these words, words that I never want you to forget. He said, when someone sees you as less than, when someone sees you as less than what you want to be, when they see you as little, when they see you as minor, when they see you as unworthy of your desired level, understand that that is not a representation of your worth. It simply means you're in the wrong place to be appraised correctly. That when you go to the right places, they will see you and they will know your value. They will know your worth. And so when someone says to you that you are unworthy or you are less than, understand that you're simply in a place that cannot see your value. And so don't ever mistake yourself for not being good enough. Always know that you are a diamond, that you are that beautiful piece of jewelry that no one can take away, that they might be able, they may not be able to see you, or rather they may be able to see you, but they cannot view you. They have sight, but they have no vision. And the lacking vision of people can make you feel not good enough, but you have to have the vision in your Yourself. You have to have the foresight to know where you're going and what you're capable of and that every possibility of greatness and beauty 
already exists within you. So you are worthy and I love you. You've just listened to the Mental Muscle Podcast. Congrats on taking another step to improving your life and manifesting the dreams that are ultimately birthed within you and through you. You are powerful, you are capable, you are worthy, and you are loved. And this podcast is merely a conduit to trying to help you step into that in a very practical and fulfilling way. So please, if you enjoyed this podcast, like, share, and spread the word. But ultimately, stay tuned for the next one because we're going to keep rocking with you. So I hope you keep rocking with us. I love y'all. Mental Muscle Coach out. Peace.